Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Each week, we'll be talking with real people with real stories about things they have not said or done or have said or done in their workplace that required bravery. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Everts, and I'm the founder and president of Excellius Leadership Development. Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. I hope you have listened to our past podcast conversations. And if you'd like to hear past episodes, go to BeBraveAtWork.com, subscribe to our podcast, and learn some valuable lessons about bravery at work. My new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Success, is now available at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and at any online book retailer you prefer. Check it out today. Our podcast today is sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies. Based in Woburn, Massachusetts, Cabot Risk Strategies has created innovative and customized insurance strategies for individuals and families, businesses, nonprofits, commercial real estate, and public entities. Cabot's client base continues to expand, both within the region and within the markets they serve. And if you're looking for customized insurance services and solutions, contact Cabot at 800-222-5963 or visit them at cabotrisk.com. I'm really excited to continue our conversation today with Natalie Susi. Natalie's a teacher, a writer, an entrepreneur, a communication consultant, and a speaker. And she's been talking about the role that bravery has played both in her career and her industry. Let's listen more to Natalie. I do want to move on, and I do want to bring your attention to your website, natalie.susi.com because on that website under about, you list 14 life lessons. And in doing research on you before our podcast, I read those life lessons and said, wow, these really speak in most cases and almost all of them to bravery in the workplace. So I was hoping if you're game, if I could call out a few of them and if you could talk a little bit about what you meant and also uh, you know, I could share how it relates to what we've heard about bravery in the workplace. Absolutely, I'd love to. Fantastic. So the first life lesson is to set goals and speak things into existence. And so I know for people who are looking to be braver in the workplace, these are not always things that you just do in the moment, right? When your amygdala says, oh my God, you have to say something, but you really want to set a goal around the activity of saying something that needs to be said or doing something that needs to be done. But also it helps to speak it into existence because I think that makes it more of a reality. So what did you mean by that goal? And, you know, from your perspective, Natalie, how might it relate to bravery in the workplace? So I'll just share a really quick anecdote that kind of expresses it. So when I um, the first time I ever learned about this was when I was I was a senior in high school and I was class president. And I loved the school I was going to. I really had a very close connection to it. And when I left that school and graduated, I, I handed out at the time this was still a thing. I handed out the wallet size photos of my senior picture to all of the teachers I had connected with and worked Mm -hmm. with, bonded with. And on the back side of the photo, I said, I'll see you here in four years as a faculty member because I wanted (laughs) to go back to the school I graduated at to teach. Um, And four years later, you know, five days after graduation, that was, you know, that was a thing. They called me and they said, are you ready to come back? And, And then I did. And I was there four years later as a faculty member with all these people I had worked with and respected. So that was my first experience of how you set a concrete goal that has good intentions and great energy behind it. It's really connected and aligned to your purpose and mission on the planet and continuing to speak that into existence. So continuing to say, 
from a really well-intentioned place. I would love to do this thing. I can't wait to get to do this thing. You know, and that is true for all areas of your life. And it really can be that simple if it's coming from a good place. Intentions tend to manifest quicker when they're really in alignment with what you're supposed to, with who you are on the planet. It, it comes back to the energy piece. Um, does that make sense? I can explain more. No, that makes perfect sense. And I love that metaphor. They say that, uh, or psychologists say that the more you tell somebody something that you want to do, the higher your likelihood is that you'll do it because now more people know about it, right? So yeah. mm-hmm. you're not going to go out and tell people you're going to, you know, tell the world you're going to do X and never do X, right? So mm-hmm. it, I love the, the, the language of it speaks things into existence. It makes it more a reality. So for people who are looking to be braver in the workplace, you know, setting a goal of saying something to somebody that needs to be said, it could be to a boss, it to, could be to a colleague, and even talking to a few people saying, hey, I want to say something to Ed about how he is behaving at meetings, and it won't be easy, but I plan to do it you know, within the next two weeks. The likelihood of you doing it, I think, just naturally will be greater. Absolutely. And and when I'm about to get on a call or have a meeting or something with somebody that I'm a little maybe nervous about or I want to set a certain intention around, I actually have a process that I go through, um, which I can share with anybody who's interested, um, Where I but I write it down on a note card, like this is how I'd love to see it go and this is how I'd love to feel after the call. It's all about the feeling around it. I, I don't mean to sound sappy in that. It's just that we work from our emotion. So if you set an intention and say, I'm about to get on a business call with this person and I'd like it to, to look and, and have this result. And I want to feel afterwards peaceful, grateful, in alignment, you know, that kind of stuff. It is um, makes it sets in a really nice foundation before you because it shifts your energy before you actually take the action. Sure. You want to create more positive outcomes as opposed to, oh, I have to talk to Ed. It's going to be bad. It's going to be negative. He's going to be angry. Right. I mean, who's going to want that conversation? Right. So, you know, I'm trying to be helpful. I'm going to work hard to open his or her eyes to what others are experiencing when he or she behaves this way. Right. All those positive perspectives can be very helpful. Yeah, absolutely. So we're not going to do all 14 life lessons, but I did want to call out a few more. So life lesson number two, I love this one. Do the thing you are scared to do. Right. Mm -hmm. So one of the reasons we hear from folks as to why they're not brave in the workplace is because they're scared. They're afraid of the reaction. They're afraid of retaliation. Uh, They're afraid that they're going to mess it up and not say what they want to say or do what they need to do, right? They're just afraid because we don't go to college, of course, to learn how to be braver in the workplace. It's just something we have to experience in life. And, you know, you talk a little bit about mentors and another life lesson, but, you know, others can observe and help us. You know, what did you mean when you talked about do the thing you were scared to do and how might you relate that to bravery in the workplace? It's such a good question too. Um, do the thing you're scared to do for me is all about, there's a book called uh, The War of Art, not to be confused by the art of war. And The War of Art is a really quick book. I highly recommend it. It's all about how we deal with resistance. And basically what it says is that when we're about to do something new, different, big, anything that's outside of the scope of what we're used to be doing and, and being in our life, we get this resistance and it shows up in different areas of the body. For me, it's like in my heart space, uh, in my chest space where it gets tight and heavy and these kinds of things. So I have 
doing the thing that you're scared to do is like, if it keeps, this is how I assess it. If it keeps coming up for me and I keep being curious about something, it is because my spirit or my higher self or something in me, whatever word resonates with you, something in me wants to have that experience. And I'm not going to be satisfied or stop thinking about it until I have at least attempted it. So when you're fearful of it, it's kind of a sign to just go do the thing because it's going to keep coming up anyway. <laughs> right. So you might as well just take a step in and test it out. Um, and so I always ask that question, like, what is the worst that could happen here? What is the worst that could happen if I try this job out that doesn't feel like it's, you know, 80% of it sounds amazing and 20% of it sounds like something I've never done before and it's really scary. Mm-hmm. But I'm compelled and I'm curious and I keep thinking about it, but that 20% is really making me too scared to do anything. Well, I ask the question, like, what is what is the worst that could happen from stepping in and trying to face that thing that you're scared of? Maybe you just realize that the 20% you're scared to do is really not a big deal at all. Yeah, and I think I think when you think about bravery in the workplace, it's a combination of what's the worst that could happen, and that's a great thought to say to yourself if you are planning on having a conversation that might be different, difficult, but then also what's the likelihood of it happening, right? So if you say the worst thing that could happen is I will get terminated, well, the yeah. likelihood of that happening is low, right? The likelihood of somebody saying, I'm really offended that you came to see me, you're fired, is very, very low. So yeah. I think you also have to look about the likelihood and you know, with proper preparation and by framing it positively, I think that also influences what's the worst that can happen. Because if you go in positively and you've practiced the kickoff, right, you always want to start strong and, uh, you know, navigate your way through the conversation, you know, the worst that could happen is the person might be uh, hurt, uh, might not take it well. And there's always a second or third opportunity to revisit it and continue to talk about it so that they know that you didn't mean it to be hurtful, that you meant it to help. That's exactly right. It's all about setting those intentions and the foundation of the conversation. So let's look at another life lesson, which is life and business is all about the pivot. So I think of bravery in the workplace as well, uh, for many folks, feels like a pivot moment that, you know, I'm about to alter the relationship I have with my boss by giving him or her feedback on something that is aggravating the team or isn't helping them you know, at the water cooler, et cetera. And it could be a pivot moment in respect to our relationship. You know, when you think about life and business is all about the pivot, you know, what did you mean? And, you know, what are you talking about there? Well, life. Okay. So I think this is a great question. It's been a while since I wrote these. and it's like <laughs> I told you that I told you they were going to be tough. <laughs> it's, it's been a while, but I love that. I love it. So um, the pivot. So it's about going with the flow and not with the force. So what I learned in building my business was, you know, I had a business in the food and beverage industry. It was like pushing a boulder up a hill for many, many years because I didn't really care about the food and beverage industry. I enjoyed it. I appreciated it. I respected it. But I'm a teacher and I'm, I'm a coach. I'm a consultant. I love to educate. And I was educating people about a product and it was cool and fun and I was grateful that I created it. But in the end of the day, it, it wasn't my life purpose, right? So it was I kept having to pivot and I kept having to be open to stay in the flow of like what was coming up for me. So for example, like I, I moved the product, I, I changed the makeup of the product into a different type of product that I thought would sell more. Then I pivoted again to rebrand it. I changed the name because I thought it would sell more. So I just kept being open to the flow. Like where are we flowing today? And I think in business, it's really important to do that because when you're in the force, when you're forcing things, 
Um, it's when everything is just, it's a sign that things are not in alignment. Because when you're doing what you're meant to be doing and you're in the flow and you're on purpose or you're well-intentioned, let's say you're in a job and maybe it's not your lifelong purpose, but you appreciate the place, you appreciate the job, you appreciate what it brings to your life. Being in the flow is about pivoting. It's like, okay, today looks like this, but uh, yesterday looked like this. And I'm just going to do what's best for with good intentions for the team, for the mission that I'm engaged in and be in the flow. So being willing to be in the flow and pivot and shift um, constantly in life and in business. It's all the time you have to be willing to do that, to stay in the flow. The flow is uh, called the flow for a reason because it's always moving, right? And if you're not ready to pivot in order to uh, move with it, then you're just going to get stuck. Then you just get stuck. And being stuck stinks. <laughs> yeah, nobody nobody likes getting stuck. So. Nobody likes it. Uh, let's do one more, number 14. And I love this because this is what I tell clients all the time. People love history, but history really doesn't help solve the future problems. And life lesson number 14 is stop retelling your old stories, start writing new ones. Mm -hmm. So what were you thinking and experiencing when you uh, thought of that life lesson? So, you know, we get into these when I, I was coming back to when I talked about the life lens and we come to the boardroom with our own life lens. You know, we, we see between, generally speaking, between zero and eight. So between ages zero and eight, when we feel something really big, it could be good, it could be bad, but when we really feel a lot of emotion around an experience, we create certain beliefs, certain habits, certain patterns from that place, and then they end up shaping our entire life because it becomes the lens that we look at life through. And so we start to see things through that lens and we start telling ourselves these stories from our past. This, is, this thing happens, it must mean this or I've experienced this negative type of person or this negative type type of experience. So I'm going to never let it in my life again. And I'm going to be hypersensitive about certain things and overreact and come from a place of fear instead of a place of love in certain situations. And so what I ask my clients to do is to just consider the possibility that we literally change every single, single day. Our cells change all the time. And, and thus everything is changing all the time. So to be in the flow and not being in this forced, stuck place, thinking that you know everything and that you know how everything is going to turn out because it happened to you in the past. Um, living in the present moment is really where all the magic is. And it's really annoying to hear that sometimes. It's even annoying for me sometimes and I'm doing this work all the time. But it's really real. Like all the magic is in the present moment. We can't change the past and we can't predict the future. And that's really real. So the more you can just be in the moment and say, I'm not going to bring all my baggage with me. Today is a new day. I'm a new person. My cells have changed overnight and I can look at the situation differently. And there's possibility here. I don't actually know what's going to happen. Things change in, an, in, an, in a moment and in an instant um, and really buy into that. You can change your life very dramatically quickly. It is amazing how many people, uh, especially how many people I've met who are stuck in the past. You know, they do believe that the past in some ways creates the future, dictates the future. And yet our answers are in the future, right? And there are answers that are yet to be created. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you're living from that past perspective, you're really limiting your life. And I want to just add that it's really challenging to live this way all the time. Like I 
teach what we teach best, what we most need to learn. And I have that life lesson because I learned it many times. So <laughs> don't feel bad if you're listening to this and you're like, I can't ever do that. Like I couldn't do it for years. So. You're a, you're a repeat offender. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> totally. Well, Natalie, thank you so much for spending time with us today to talk about bravery at the workplace. And, you know, I will draw people's attention to your 14 life lessons on your website, nataliesusi.com. But if folks want to get in touch with you about the work that you're doing, you know, how can they best contact you? Yeah, they can come um, right to the website. And uh, there's a area at the bottom of the website to to inquire. Um, I'm also on Instagram by the same name, Natalie Susie. People follow me through there as well. I have a spiritual story that runs 24-7 with inspirational quotes and things like this that people tend to like. So um, either of those spaces is perfect. Fantastic. Well, thanks again, Natalie. It was great speaking with you. You too. Thank you. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us this week. And we hope you join us next week as we further explore being brave at work. We also remind you to subscribe to our podcast at BeBraveAtWork.com and or download and listen to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Apple, Overcast, CastBox. We are everywhere. Do you have something to say yet are not saying it? Do you have something to do yet are not doing it? Now is the time to be brave at work. Have a great week.